Hey, what's going on? It's episode 85, Top of the Dude Chain Podcast. We are here on this hot August day. So hot. Hitting the... I mean, this is the first time we're sitting here in the middle of August, and I think we've only had, like, what, five or six days in the hundreds? Yeah. Uh, maybe. I, maybe a few more. Maybe a week's worth of triple digit. Yeah. It's been a little de- while. And you decided to... Uh, Move and pick up a refrigerator <laughs> and two of them. <laughs> Telling you, man, it's not my fault. If they would have uh, had the house available in the spring when I first started looking, it would have saved us all a lot of headache. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, yeah. we we spent months and months looking, and by the time we finally found the one we wanted, it was uh, hot. It's a it's a good house, man. I mean, it's worth the wait. Yeah, dude, I was worn out yesterday. Like, I remember I went to bed and I, I was aching and I was just tired. I could barely keep my eyes open. And like all the times that I've helped someone move or move myself, that's one of the easiest moves. Oh, I didn't give as, you much to do. Yeah, as far as capacity and weight yeah. of stuff and all that, one of the easiest. But yeah, that's one of the most tired I've been. Yeah, it's after hot. a move just because of the heat. And that okay, so that morning we were going to put in a ceiling fan. So, and, and this is how it starts out. And my dad, he's kind of give you a little context around the whole subject. So my dad has got these rent houses he's taken care of for my grandma. And because of that, him and his friend, Dick, have been making all kinds of repairs. And they are getting to where they've done a little bit of everything. Dad's got a lot of confidence these days. <laughs> And ceiling he was super confident we'd get that ceiling fan in there and everything. And I, I walked into it knowing I didn't have a clue. But and he did have a, he did have a lot of knowledge and he did get one put up by himself. But when we went to put that second one in, first off we went to Home Depot and we told the guy, hey, you know we need a, a better mount for the ceiling fan because whenever we uh, we took the old one down. We pulled on, you know, there's the box that right. had, that houses the wiring, and that's what's mounted to the stud, and that's what your ceiling fan is going to mount to. So it's all held to that stud with that little box. It wasn't held to a stud. It was held to a stud, but it was just it was it's a it was a round box held on one side to the stud with two nails. Uh huh. All right, which is common. This isn't super yeah. uncommon, but it also had a three inch spacing on where you would screw in or bolt in or whatever the uh the signal fan well we needed four signal fans four inch oh at least they are now the maybe, box maybe they weren't always anyways we were just going to try to find some way to put like in a little adapter or something on there and dad came up with some little plan and it looked like it might work but in the end i was like well let's just go get the one we need and so we went and we found one and you know it it mounted to the stud but the guy at Home Depot was like, well, you know, we also got these that they tension between two studs. And uh, he said, man, if you've already got the hole cut, you know, all you got to do is just tension this in between there. And bam, you're hanging it in. And so we were like, okay, what? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, man. I'm just too stupid to realize, hey, this thing was mounted to a stud. That hole is not where I need it to be. Yeah. So anyways, that hot day, imagine being in the attic. Till no. about one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, I sweat through my clothes. I never. I looked down. I never seen that much sweat pouring down my leg. The ceiling fans are the worst, man. It was. It was terrible. It was an ordeal, and it zapped me. So by the time you showed up, 
Man, I was already done. I'll tell you this. I didn't have a debacle like that, but I had to put hang two ceiling fans in my house. And they expect you to shove a lot of wires into a very tiny space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how does this man, and how I would they do this? I will say that is one thing that I, uh, I did comment to dad. I said, let's get the deepest one they make. You know, because they make them different depths. I said, let's get the deepest Ceiling one. They, yeah, the, the, the box. The box. I yeah. said, let's get the deepest one they make. That way, all those wires when they go in there. I just, yeah. what happened was, the reason we even were going to replace it and not do the bracket was Dad pulled on it and goes, oh, that's not secure. That's not rated yeah. for a ceiling fan. And we just ran on that assumption. Well, it, the, two nails and a stud's enough for a ceiling fan, I bet, if you went back and okay. you asked an electrician. I might be wrong. Sure. It, it, we, do we have any electricians that listen to this show? Could you maybe... Know. Give a dude a shout and give yeah. him some advice next time he tries to take on a project by himself. Chris Osteen, looking at you, you a listener? You need to be. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, the ceiling fan stuff is the home repair stuff's just for the birds sometimes. Yeah. It's one of those things. I mean, that's the. We kind of had this conversation. The thing about moving, and to me, the thing about doing stuff like hanging ceiling fans and all that painting i, I'm a, I don't know anything about painting well, i made it twice is, as hard is, as it had to be but the thing is is like the thing about those things are the trips yeah like oh i need it oh i need screws for this so i gotta drive back to home depot and, and pick up the screws or spend a bunch of money on stuff you don't need just turn around and have to go buy the stuff you do need yeah. as well but it's just the trips same with moving is in the sense you know you think you have everything and you yeah. go and then it's like movers move off with the truck and then you're you're yeah. doing a walk through the house and it's yeah it's one of those things where you're like man how do we miss all this yeah and you're just loading up well, another car full well let, let me get the target off me and onto my wife for a little bit can we do that yeah go ahead all right man i've been getting some hearty belly laughs this day today has been a good day to be jeff tucker and i'm gonna tell you why so we were blessed our my man, my mother-in-law and father-in-law are really great people and very generous. And they decided they were going to buy us some living room furniture. And I'm very thankful for that. So my wife, my mother-in-law go to the Ashley Furniture Store and they start looking at couches. And they get them delivered today. And they show up today and they got cords hanging from them. And these things have to be plugged into the wall because they have a motorized recline on them. They're not a mechanical. Right. Yeah, so it's motorized. And I'm looking at Brittany, I'm like, so did you know these had to be plugged in when you bought them? She's like, no, that lady did not tell us that. And I was like, okay. I'm like, so she gets livid. She has just had it. Because already the stuff was supposed to be delivered on Saturday and it showed up on Sunday. Right. So she's already livid with the girl. But this was just the last straw. And, man, she's ready to start calling people and having their hides. And she gets on the phone. And uh, I think she calls her mom, you know, like, hey, did you know that these were electric? She's like, no, I didn't know anything about electric. And I'm over there, and I'm pushing the button, like, you know, going back, going forward. I was like, that's kind of nice, you know, got to figure out a way to hide the cords and all. But the whole time, she's just getting aggravated that these things are plugged in. Are you putting them in the middle of the room? Yeah. So there's going to be some cord hiding that has to be done with a rug, and I'm going to have to get one of those strips. Yeah. Either way, it's not a big deal. Cool couch. Um, But, (laughs) dude. So she's getting mad, but the whole time she's screaming like, this lady did not tell us that. And I was like, pushing the button like, Zzz. I was like, well, did, did you sit down in it and try it at the store? She goes, yes. And I was like, oh, were the ones on display at the store 
like mechanical where you just pull it. She's like, no, it had the push button. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. oh, I just die laughing. Well, then, you know, you can hear the conversation between her and her mom. And she says, yeah, Jeff thinks this is real funny. She's like, well, why does Jeff think it's so funny? And I was like, well, I'm just saying I'm pretty positive I would have recognized at the store, hey, this thing's electric. We're going to have to plug these in. Yeah. Is that a problem? To which they replied, well, what makes you so confident you would have known? I said, it's a push button. <laughs> it, has a, it has a cell phone charger underneath it. You don't have a hydraulic? <laughs> Goodness. So, so, so the best part is then, you know, there's that whole trying to cover it up, you know, and, yeah. and Brittany says, well, no, 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 I just, you know, it said it had a three-year warranty on the mechanics, and she said, I just assumed that, you know, it probably had some kind of a battery or something like that. It's a big battery. Yeah, well, to which I said, don't sit here and look me in the eye and tell me at any point you thought this thing was electric in any way. <laughs> <laughs> to which she said, I'm not giving you any more fuel for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly like. <laughs> it was great, man. Like, I've been getting hard last she thinks, at it. She thinks you bring in a car battery. Yeah. <laughs> I, said, I said, if the power goes out, man, this couch is either going to be reclined or upright. It's just stuck that way. I said, I'll tell you what, we'll get a little generator. <laughs> I'll tell you this, <laughs> your kid's going to figure it out, and that's all she's going to no, do. That, no, and that's the other thing. We were sitting there, and uh, I was like, because Brittany was pushing on it, I was like, oh, man, I was like, this is going to be a problem with two kids, man, because Josie's already at that stage, and it's not going to be but a year or two, and that other one's going to be at that yeah. that stage. So, yeah, man, it's... Yeah, it's going to be... A, it's going to be bad. You're going to... Dude, here's what's going to happen. It's, you're going to walk in I'm going to have to unplug night. them. Well, you're going to walk in one night and, and kick catch a recliner to the shin because they left it up and walked off or big sis is going whatever we have a boy or a girl is going to have the other one and push the button and trap them in there yeah underneath I mean, it like lay right here <laughs> <laughs> then, See next, ya. then next thing you know they they get they start panicking you know we're going to make sure we don't have a kid get killed on this thing so yeah i'm going to unplug them yeah anyway sad news in the longhorn world this this weekend you just now realizing it's a sad state in the Longhorn world. Hey, hey, hey. Have now, some, what's going on? Have some respect. Cedric Benson, oh, running yeah? back, yeah. Uh, died in a motorcycle accident last night. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That is terrible. So, played for the Bears and the and the Bengals. Yeah. And uh, a couple other teams, I believe, yeah. uh, near the end of his career. I drafted him in fantasy football one year. He was a... Uh, what a great year for him. But he did all right. But... Yeah, he didn't have that great of a pro career. No, I caught a, him late in his career too. I, I didn't, I didn't realize how many touches he had and how old he was at the time. I was kind of new. He to He was more to of a con, just kind of a consistent journeyman in the NFL. Yeah, great in college. Yeah. Ricky Williams is the only, uh, only, uh, only, only rusher in Longhorn history yeah. who's done better well, than him. I think he put up respectable numbers for his age the year I had him in fantasy. Yeah. He just he wasn't a fantasy producer. You know, he was he he's actually LeBron James before LeBron James. Um, he's, yeah. he was probably the first, the first high school athlete that was getting attention in high school. At, and when I say high school, I'm talking like sophomore year. Yeah. Everyone knew this dude was going to be a stud, yeah. uh, down in Texas and uh, in the, in the Western Midland, uh, Lee is where I, uh, yeah, he went to Midland Lee, I think. Hmm. 
which is a huge powerhouse. Friday Night Lights. Yeah, that's what I was gonna uh, say. That's is, the Friday that's, Night Lights. Yeah, that's the school that that's that's based on. Uh, huge stadium, like a huge Texas stadium that is uh, endearingly known as the house that Cedric built mm-hmm. because he just he brought all that attention, that oil money, and all that yeah. out there. They they built that stadium because you know he needed a place to showcase. Yeah, and so uh, um, anyway. Yeah, motorcycle yeah. accident. Motorcycle accident. Yeah, it's unfortunate. West Austin. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I don't know the details whether, you, you know, that's the thing about motorcycles, man. You know, you could be the one in the right and still not be good. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, they tell everybody watch for motorcycles, you know, and motorcycles have to do a lot of watching because it's just, it's real easy, you know, for for cars to take one out. Yeah. I mean, and. Uh, Hard to see. It's easy for a motorcycle to get in a blind spot. It's, I mean, it's a lot of things. Dude, I go to California, man. Those dudes are riding on the line oh, in yeah. between cars. Yeah. The, the, the crotch and rockets are crazy. And it's legal. Yeah. I mean, it's 100% legal. So there's not, you know, but they're, I'm like, dude, someone changes lanes at the wrong time. You're yeah, kissing their well, windshield. And totally man. unrelated to, to this incident, like, there's a very small percentage of bike riders that ride responsibly, if we're being honest. Yeah. Especially on sport bikes. Yeah. 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 You just you hear them whipping up and down the highway. And that's all what. Night. And that's what this. This was a BMW. And you, and you de- and you definitely, if you're going to ride one of those, you need to have. Uh, you need to, you need to have the full gear, obviously. You know, when you talk about a cruiser bike, you won't get anybody wearing much more than a leather vest or a leather yeah. jacket and leather chaps. They they rarely wear a helmet. But yet, you probably don't see those in Rexes. Often yeah, and the, but those are the guys that are, are normally fairly responsible. Guys on sport bikes, I mean, they get they get them because they're cheap and they can go two hundred and fifty miles an hour. You know, that's the uh, only reason why they have them. Yeah. And you know, and and they always claim you're not a real rider until you lay one over. So it's yeah. kind of like if that's if that's the world you're living in, you know, something's well, coming sooner yeah. or later. But plus, if you get a big old Harley Davidson and you gas it too hard to go too fast, the oil pan will fall off or something. The things <laughs> rattle like crazy. Uh, dude, my dad, he uh, they say if you got a Harley Davidson, it leaks oil yeah <laughs> no he had a hardly... they put huge exhaust on it there's a lot of vibration big motor i mean it's just the vibration you can't yeah. hardly you can't build an engine with that much vibration in it that's you know not going to eventually you know have an issue loosen up yeah it just things are going to loosen yeah well, i have a buddy that rides them at at work and he's telling me a story about a guy who um was coming on a turnaround like, you know, to get on a highway, you know, how highways change and they have those big, long turnarounds. Yeah. Anyway, truck lost uh, control and was rolling. Just yeah. landed on top of him. Dude was, I mean, nothing. He's just sitting there. Yeah. Couldn't do anything about it. I mean, just the way it it, yeah. it happened. Yeah. We saw one. Uh, so we were on 235, which is, you know, divided by a big barrier wall, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we were going south. And then we were in the far left southbound lane. And in the far left northbound lane, we saw this bike coming towards us. And, uh, dude, this thing laid over. And, you know, the bike was sliding. And then the guy was rolling, you know. Yeah. So he was he was just, you know, barrel rolling down there, you know, on his side, of course, not end over end. But, you know, and rolling. And then finally, you know, he, he kind of skid and stopped against the wall. Man, he got up. And he was mad, throwing his helmet and everything. I looked at my butt. I was like, he don't know it now. But. <laughs> He's about to be in enough pain. He can't move a whole lot. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that adrenaline had him where he just jumped up. Through. He's looking at his bike, worried about it. I'm like, he don't know it, but he's hurt. Like, he's bad hurt, and he just don't know it yet. Cause yeah, I mean, was he just, decked out in all the leather and all he, that? 
He was. He had a full suit and a helmet on. Then I mean, but dude, I guarantee oh, yeah, the way gonna, he was rolling. Yeah, no, I agree. He's, he's got bone hurt, bruises those, and all kinds of stuff. Those things, man, have come a he'd long be, he'd way. He'd probably be dead. Yeah, yeah, if it wasn't for that. I mean, those things have come a long way too, and and they yeah. are. My buddy had them. They do have stuff, I think, sewn into them that kind of keeps your stuff from, yeah, you know, bending all the way. Still, that's that. that's impact. That's just impact, yeah. you yeah. know. And like I said, he he might be fine, not have to go to a hospital and get stitches or anything. But I guarantee he's going to wake up the next morning. Oh, he ain't going to be able it. to move. Hardly. Oh yeah, but if you have a decent enough car accident, you're waking up like that too. Yeah. yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Kind of same oh yeah. Thing. Your, your body ain't meant to to swing around like that. Yeah. Someone so. who played football for over twenty years. Well, yeah, I know what your body's meant and not meant to do, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm yeah. feeling it now. Yeah, no, I mean, I've got a I've got a buddy at work that rides professionally, and yeah. I mean, so he's a better rider than probably 99 percent of riders out there, and he probably goes faster than 99 percent of those guys have ever gone out there. And he refuses to ride on public roads. He won't do it. Yeah, yeah, doesn't own a cruiser, just has his his racing bike, and that's it. Yeah, because he knows. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. A, it, they're death traps. Well, man. we were having that conversation with Austin. That's why I don't have a 10 speed riding around the the street yeah for that reason yeah plus i think those guys are jerks <laughs> they're riding your way yeah man it's going like, up a hill and they're just gas it's not even that I have, I, have, I have i have pity for the person who you can tell is trying to get up the hill yeah and he's trying to get his I, like i was on the i was on i mean this was a big dude like you could tell he just started riding uh-huh. And he was coming up this hill on this overpass, and he was pedaling as hard as he could, but it wasn't moving very fast. And you could tell he was trying to get as close to the edge as possible so that we could pass. Yeah. But you could tell he's a little worried, you know, that he didn't want to. He don't get too far over there because, man, yeah. he, he, he can lay that thing over if he exactly. gets off in the gravel a little and bit. And that's what I'm saying. And then he ends up, and then, like I said, overpass, so he ends up on the highway. Because so when you're gassed riding a bicycle like that, that's got that small of a tire and everything, I guarantee you, man, you're giving it all you got, and you hit something that throws you off a little bit. Oh, yeah. That probably takes a lot of energy to correct and, and, and not screw yourself and up. so from that perspective, I don't mind it. Yeah. Like, the guy was trying to get out of the way, just, you know, wasn't as capable. Yeah. It's those dudes who are just camped out in the middle of the road. Yeah. And just, listen, bro. <laughs> I know you're probably good at this cycling thing, yeah. And you're probably holding a good twenty to twenty-five mile an hour pace, yeah. But just a little, just a little nudge from my four cylinder, and I can I can be past <laughs> you in twenty seconds. You know, in like you can get five back seconds. to what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, dude, just. Well, you know, the thing is, even Oklahoma, that's probably not a terribly overpopulated state by comparison. Uh, there's just not a lot of places they can ride where there's not a lot of traffic. Right now, Austin, my mom because people it. are just so mobile. I mean, yeah. people drive around constantly. Yeah. Now Austin has a bunch of bike lanes, built, you know, built out. Yeah. Norman's they, they got the same bike thing, lanes, but... and nobody knows what to do with them. I swear. The other day, I was surveying at a at a elementary school. We were setting some control points, and I was setting them. Uh, I was standing in the sidewalk, getting ready to set one off the edge of the off the, uh, the edge of the sidewalk. And uh, here comes this lady on a bike, just barreling down the sidewalk. I had to get out of the way and let her go by. And I look over, I'm like, there's a bike lane, yeah, lady. This is for I walking. I know. <laughs> so, because that's the it. other thing. You know, you're complaining about them being in the road. The worst place they can be is on the sidewalk. That's for walking. No, I agree. So, but and, I'm and talking you see about a lot of bike riders who would ride on the sidewalk. That, that should not be happening. I'm talking about the. Now, if you have that lane with, on the street, that half a lane that's designated for bikes, you should be there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my thing is, is like... But, I mean, they're still a road vehicle. I mean, 
I don't oh, know. I know what sucks okay. for you because you got to hurry no, up then, get the Starbucks. I'll tell you what. But, then you need to. Then you need to buy all the laws. You yeah. need to signal when you turn. You need to. This uh, way, that way. You need to stop at the stop. Do none of those do stop at stop signs <laughs> whatsoever. You're rolling them up. You know what I mean. So yeah. it's like, it's just I don't know. Just a pet peeve. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. But I would never ride on the road. Maybe we should just all ride bicycles. That way we're not getting on each other's nerves so much. That's true. Oh, that'd be a real sweaty workplace. <laughs> yeah, well. Need some smell. Oh. Well, we have a shower at our office, so there were guys yeah. who would ride in and shower and then go to work. And then How good do we have it? How far has hygiene come? Let's be honest. Dude, let's talk hygiene. Because think about well, it. People not. always say... <laughs> People always say, well, that's the best thing since sliced bread. I'm like, man, to heck with bread. Toilet paper's the best thing that's Dude, been invented I'm in a long time, bro. and nothing's beat it yet. Because before toilet paper, think about it. These <laughs> leaves are your hand, man. Because I'm telling you, man, do this just as an experiment. Next time you got to go do a, a big steamer, you know, you take a big Cleveland Browns right in the toilet bowl. Next time you have to do that, try using something that's not toilet paper. Use anything that's not toilet paper or Kleenex. Because think about it. They use newspapers, magazines, yeah. old book pages. Bidets. Mm-hmm. You could use a bidet. Yeah. Which I hear is better than toilet paper. Yeah. See? There you go. Get one of those. I'm just yeah. telling you, toilet paper is a great invention. We should all be thankful we got my, it. Uh, my plan is it's in, in a house to have a, a duvet or a bidet. Yeah. They make them now in toilet seats. Yeah. So now what's going, the new thing now. I don't think I want to do something in a toilet and then have that same thing try to clean me, though. That just, that seems mm-hmm. weird. Like, I know I made it dirty. No, but the bidet is is attached. So it's a separate water line yeah. that's attached to the seat itself. I think I'm still weirded out by so it. So I think there's a lever that actually, so it, it pulls back up into the seat. You pull a lever, which pulls it out, and then you hit a button. Now, what are we talking about? Now, we're talking about like a like a water fountain, or are we talking about like a... Like a they gonna water pick like well, from the dentist. <laughs> all I know is, <laughs> all I know is, is they have heated options. You can you can adjust the temperature, and it's got a pretty decent force behind it. Because yeah. you have to you have to have an electrical outlet for some of them so that you can, uh, so they can pump it through. Yeah. At a, so it gets you. Now right. my my only issue now, is if you eat a lot of gas station and fast food, you're gonna kind of need like a power washer yeah. down there. No, I agree. So I agree, but. Dude, I found this out the other day, man, because yeah. I was washing my hair too much. Speaking of hygiene. Washing your hair too much, drying it out? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? How yep. you're supposed to let the natural oils build back up? Yep. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that, but... Uh, you know yeah. what else? Uh, you really don't technically have to use detergent every time you wash your clothes because typically your clothes have detergent still in them while you're wearing oh them because the water just can't get all of it out. I mean, if yeah. your clothes smell like detergent, it's because there's still detergent in them. So if you washed them again, it would clean them. And, I, and I've heard that, and I've done that before, run out of the soap. So I'll put some we, ammonia. We use way too much soap, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we, oh, we use way no too lie. much detergent. No lie. Um, you, you don't need hard leaning. Now, I'll go ahead and do just because, I don't know, I'm, I was trained. But What's that, to wash your clothes? Well, you know, just you use the recommended dosage of the... Of, well, that's what I'm saying. Is here, this is a load. This is two loads. I do that. But uh, but honestly, you could get away with just a little bit of detergent. That stuff goes a long way. Yeah, so, I put ammonia. in And my, if your clothes are that soiled, you need to kind of pre-wash them. Yeah, I put ammonia in my my stuff. That yeah, prevents mildew. 
Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you if you if you know you wash towels. See, I don't use bleach. I don't use. Yeah, if you yeah. wash towels, if you if you ever left towels in the washing machine oh, yeah. overnight, Sour, and you, they have funky? that that mildewy. Yeah, rewash mildewy, them. Yeah, mildewy, mildewy. Yeah, mildewy. Yeah, real mildewy. mildewy. <laughs> <laughs> I got the mildewiest towels you've ever yeah. seen, Josh. No, they get mildewy. Put some ammonia. Rewash them with ammonia instead of bleach. Yeah. Put it in the bleach thing and and wash them again. The ammonia will kill the. Uh, also, the wake mildew. up someone in a coma. <laughs> Ammonia's, yeah. woo. Yeah, when I was power lifted, I used to do. Uh, I take an inhale of. Yeah, it. the mo the ammonia tabs. Amoa. Man. Ammonia. I'm having an issue. Words with, are hard. Words are so hard. <laughs> yeah, the ammonia yeah. tabs. And they do, man. They, hey, they they'll wake you up. Before we get too far, you know what's not hard is growing a sweet mustache. Apparently, Corey, I'm liking it. Starting to look pretty. Yeah, we're gonna keep it through the you're end looking, of the month. You're looking very Howard Hughes right now. <laughs> <laughs> trying to look. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, trying to go. Not the go crazy Howard it. Hughes yeah. either. <laughs> the polished one. You yeah, know? it looks really good with the Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, your brother-in-law's wearing off on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wearing off on a lot of people. <laughs> Dude, I uh, I rocked suspenders and a bow tie at a dinner the other night. Really? And I did it very well. <laughs> Well, like a real bow tie or a clip-on bow tie? Uh, well, it wasn't one I tied myself. It was the one that goes around the back, uh, not not like the metal metal clip in the front. No, but, but you know, it wraps still, around. It was a pre-tie tie. Yeah. tie. Had Velcro yeah, well, it, I didn't have had, a whole. Had Velcro I, on the back? No, okay. it just has a clip. But I didn't have a, or like a little snap thing that yeah. they, it just hooks onto one another. But I just I didn't have like time. Like a bra strap. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't have time to, to put one together. I was going to a, a mystery, murder mystery oh, with my wife and her coworkers. So you have to wear a bow tie to those things. Uh, well, the, the, it was it, wanna, it takes place. Like well, it took place in 1948. All right, that's why I have the mustache. Ah, oh, so y'all uh, were going for it. Yeah, yeah I, I was. I was really trying to to you know yeah. get in character. Dude, I got bow ties. You could have borrowed one, but I don't know how to tie them. That's the problem. I, I didn't have 30 I'm just minutes. worried that if you wore, wore one of Josh's bow ties, you'd somehow look like one of the clowns from no. like the circus or something. Some nice ties. Or yeah. the Too killer clown from not. outer space. After rocking it, though, I probably will yeah, buy a real one. Bow ties tie. aren't, aren't difficult to tie. Uh, hey, our homeboy Brad bought one of them wooden ones when they were popular. Yeah. Yep. He had one of them wooden ones. I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. See, here's the thing with ties and, and bow ties and pocket squares part of the allure of them is the imperfection mm-hmm. like a like a tie like he was wearing is perfect is a perfect knot yeah like a perfect bow tie knot yeah. you know what i mean whereas in when you tie it yourself there's a little bit of an imperfection in it same thing with the the clip-on ties versus a tie you actually tie or mm-hmm. one of those plastic cards you put in versus a real uh pocket square mm-hmm. just that little bit of imperfection kind of makes it appealing is this going to turn into a style is, it, is it because of all the straight suit? lines of your pants and your suit and yeah <laughs> no Stature. it's just i think it's just one of those things man it's just kind of a is it kind of like the uncanny valley with the there's a, a dude that took three years of home ec that's yeah. where this is coming from like if it was too if it was too perfect it would it would make people nauseous <laughs> possibly <laughs> possibly yeah so anyway that's oh. just my thing but yeah wash your hair twice a week unless you have thinner hair then wash it every other day yeah. But don't wash it every day. Yeah, what if you sweat a lot? You can rinse it out with water. Yeah. So so You know not, girls don't wash their hair that so often. So don't take no. it. They use so, what they call dry shampoo. Yeah, it's gross. Listen, shower every day. <clears throat> maybe twice a day. And wash your legs, you nasty creatures. Right. But but as far as like needing the soap <laughs> like 
<laughs> you don't have to use it all the time. Hey, you're looking at the mustiest dude you know, right? Well, that's now. what yeah. I'm saying. I'm telling man. you, I. And if it's I've, just, been, I've been known to skip a shower. <laughs> if it's just, but if it's just sweat, you can get in and rinse off. Never yeah. even touch the soap and be perfectly good to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my rule of thumb is if I is is you won't smell like a hippie, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, but but here's the thing: we all, if you wear deodorant, then you're probably that's probably you know doing yeah. you well for forty eight hours if you get the the true antiperspirant, not yeah. deodorant, but antiperspirant. You ever go on vacation somewhere that's like an outdoorsy vacation like the Grand Canyon or something nope. like that? And then you can just smell that person that you're like, dude, you're loving this tent life. Yeah. Oh no, golly. I don't camp for it that just, reason. That that BO of and I don't mean like been to the gym BO from today. I mean that been sitting in it for three days BO. You know, yeah. I'm a I conserve water. You know, bo that oh, yeah. that stuff. It's dude, like homeless people, dude. That stuff curries. <laughs> it yeah. curries. Oh man. No, it's yeah, it's raunchy. I don't know, man. I'm a big fan of hygiene. Hygiene's yeah. good. I do it all. We're lucky. I think take about, probably four showers a day. Think about before toothbrushes. Yeah, like I, we get just completely beside ourselves if someone's breath stinks a little bit. Just think, everybody's breath used to just always be funky. Just always. Uh, they didn't know how to brush their teeth with the toothbrush. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a but, newer thing. But they so, used to do things like they. No, nah, man, you look at old pictures. People just having funky teeth was normal. Yeah, but they would chew on mint leaves and and spearmint and stuff like that. That ain't the I mean, same. That's was, cover scent. That's cover yeah, scent. See, but, there's a difference between clean, good smell and cover scent smell. Right, all right. But all that stuff that's keeping our like teeth in our spray, mouth and all that is killing you, us with cancer. You spray your glade in the bathroom, it still smells like lilacs and doo-doo, all right? Yeah. It's just a little bit masked so you can kind of handle it. But No, I saw the commercial. The little beads, they adhere to the stink beads, <laughs> and they make them smell good. <laughs> You're right. The science is there. You can't disprove it's, the graphic. It's, it's 2019, and the graphic is correct. It attacks the poop it, beads the, that are in the, the air. Little, the little monster, you know, like, <laughs> stink and then it just completely traps it and he throws his hands yeah. up in there and gives up that guy's yeah. taking residency in my house <laughs> can't i gotta get him evicted <laughs> oh man no i would like to say big fan of hygiene yeah, yeah. i am too yeah. i do the charcoal mask i did one of those peel masks the See, other day uh, he takes gosh. it weird every time we start having a good conversation josh takes it somewhere really weird How's it weird weird you no, wear a charcoal mask that's good hygiene man let me i've i I've, I've had it done but a hairdresser did it yeah yeah that manscapes or whatever it's called man up salon that's what it's called no, right. i do it she i do it, it twice a week i've done the peel mask which isn't as, as bad, but I bought a pill mask for dudes. I guess I'm just living in the dark ages, man. I haven't got up to 2019 well, standards. No, part of it is you have a beard, so, you know, that's part of it. I'm clean shaven yeah. 90% of the time. What's the mask do? Clean your pores? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pulls it out. Unclogs them. Yeah. I do it more for the razor burn area down on my neck, which uh, that's helped with a lot, in all honesty. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else would work? Get a little gasoline on a rag, rub it on there. Oh, that dries out your skin. That's, that, it that's what you want. That seems really dumb. That's why, that's, <laughs> why, that's why I switched over to witch hazel aftershave <laughs> instead of alcohol-based aftershave. Yeah, man, them old school, uh, them old school aftershaves were. Uh, those were those were some astringents, man. Those chemicals they, yeah. they drew everything out. No, yeah, witch hazel because what happens everything's is everything's all lotiony and it holds it in. The alcohol, it, yeah, the alcohol dries out your skin, and then that gives. 
the hair is it because the hair grows at a curl mm-hmm. and so if you have dry skin it gives that hair uh, traction in order to to grow inward yeah so you use a witch hazel or lotion I'm, I'm, I'm telling you man if you get bumps the best thing you can do is just don't shave close i mean just get you uh yeah, see but then man i don't you just you can't go baby smooth if you get bumps man you right. gotta just no, you can that's what i'm telling you you just have to put a little extra effort in the charcoal mask and the aftershave yeah. products or just grow that beard like the good the lord prep, intended the preparatory stuff yeah. damn man it's too hot man i'm telling you right now if i had a full beard i would not have helped you move yesterday i work outside all the time man exactly. this beard ain't affecking me i'm the you i'm it's telling like, you right now i'm like okay hey, man, sorry can't help you move too hot <laughs> so beard <laughs> so so here's some misconceptions about the heat about working outside that i think a lot of people have number one when it gets super hot like that especially when it's that direct sunlight heat that you get in late summer you need to be wearing long sleeves outside you don't want to wear thick material but you want to wear long sleeves and the reason is the sun's direct contact on your skin makes you hotter than the Amen. indirect heat yeah i know Okay. I see all the, other, the landscaping and, guys. And the wear. other thing is, is when you start sweating through that long shirt, even the slightest breeze you can feel and it feels cool. So if you, when it gets this hot, the old sleeveless and the tank top and all that stuff, you're just dumb. You're asking well, for skin gonna, cancer and you're asking to get hotter than it actually is. How else is. am I going to tan these I was guns? Say, how are you going to get tan, man? You, the only tan you need is from the wrist down. All right. Really? <laughs> oh, the mili- that's the military tan right there. <laughs> Hey, I've already got. Hey, a, you just hey. made it sound even cooler. Yeah, right? I've, I've already. Tactical I, have, I honestly, tactical I have a tan for tactical Dan. I have a three-layer farmer's tan. Yeah, you got the you got the tank top T-shirt long sleeve. I get well the the T-shirt was two different size lengths. Ah, two different times. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's but but long sleeve, and then the other misconception is that you need to be drinking ice cold water. You need to be drinking about room temperature water. Um, for hydration purposes and for you know helping your body get acclimated and stay acclimated to the heat you don't want to be getting in and out of the air conditioner you want to stay in the heat and if you got to be working in it all day using shade if you get in the shade you can cool off a little bit and drink water and let your body naturally cool off when you go in there and you start jumping in the ac to cool off or you start drinking ice water to cool off your body's not fully acclimating to the heat and you want to let it acclimate to the heat so long sleeves don't let your water be super, super cold, and don't jump in and out of the AC, and you can handle it longer. So there you go. There's your information. Yeah, there's your, there's your workplace safety announcement. That's how a man so. does it. <laughs> or if not, just don't help your friends yeah. move in the middle and of the night. <laughs> and then afterwards, don't shower for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah let least. those natural oils take over. Yeah. Exactly. And, hey, uh, speaking, of, speaking of being stinky, uh, what do you think of that Cardinals quarterback you got there, Josh? Kyler? Yeah. Yeah, man, he was good one series in that first preseason game, and then after that, kind of looked like he's having trouble managing the squad. But you know what? It's preseason. Nah. It's yeah. preseason. But which... he looks tiny behind that line. <laughs> no, and, and that's <laughs> dude. That's my that was. Hey, and he's got a big off. head, so his helmet. He looks like Darth Helmet from <laughs> Spaceball. <laughs> Listen, man, Heim needs to be Heim needs to be fired. That's the GM for. What's his name? If anything, let the season play out. Not necessarily for not necessarily for Kyler Murray. You traded away a ton of draft picks to pick up Josh Rosen just to turn around and trade him the next year. You obviously don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. You got lucky. You got Bruce Arians. One, in in my opinion, one of the greatest coaches out there. And I think I think he's in Tampa Bay now. Mm -hmm. And I think you're going to see them come. You know, come around pretty well. He left because you're a you're a putz. 
You know, you're 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 banking the fact that you picked up uh, what's his name, David Johnson, the running back. Yeah. Uh, and, and in a late round. Yeah. Out of a no name school, so you're banking on look who I found. But I mean, dude, Steve Keim is hands down the worst GM. Worse than, than anything the Browns have ever had. You look at every team in the NFL right now that has uh, has a chance, you know, that everybody's saying, hey, this looks like a, a team that could, you know, potentially go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Or looks like they're going to, you know, well, usually, at least clinch their division. And and usually what they've got is they've got a good defense yep. and a strong offensive line. Yep. And all the other pieces are what take you from being good to great. Like, if you have a – you can't, well, look at look at the Cowboys. You can't have a you can't have a a mud quarterback and expect to win a Super Bowl. But you know if you've got a great quarterback, he's not going to get you to the Super Bowl in spite of that crappy got line. Pretty close. Did they really? Yeah, they got to the AFC Championship, didn't they? Lost to the Patriots. Yeah, and it wasn't close either, was it? No, but they they got to the the AFC Championship game. They went three games into the playoffs with to, Blake they, Bortles. They, they had to get through the Steelers, and as a Steelers fan, I'm telling you, man, they beat the Steelers. I know. I said they had to get through the Steelers, and I'm telling you, as a Steelers fan, everybody right. thinks we were you great with Le, the, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. You we can, weren't. You can say the same thing about the our Minnesota. defense was tough. Same thing about the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Same exact thing. Great <laughs> offensive line, great defense. Who's their quarterback? Yeah. I mean, now Teddy have, Bridgewater. Now it was Case Keenum, who <clears throat> who's terrible. I mean, he's not good. You you have to have yeah. You have to have uh, I don't know like you know like Ray Lewis to you know something you know that's a little bit different. That's why I think the Bears. Trubisky's not a great quarterback, Trubisky but I think he's good is enough. Good. I think he's good enough. Trubisky's but young, but he's not. Would you put him in the top ten? Right now, no. Okay. But I think he has and that's potential. What I'm I think at. he has potential. But the Bears to be there. defense and then with Khalil Mack also being that much better than everybody else on no, the I agree. I think the Bears have a great chance and they don't have to have a top ten quarterback. Yeah, but all these other teams need I don't the think Bears the Cowboys are, need a top ten quarterback to move on. I do think they need Ezekiel Elliott and they need to get their receivers figured out, but their defense and that offensive line are pretty solid. Right, but they're not gonna see here's the thing. I think the Bears I think the Bears are a legitimate Super Bowl contender right now. Oh, I do too. Because of the way Trubisky's playing. He's playing well. Yeah. Now, I think the defense could possibly the defense could get them into the playoffs because Aaron Rodgers has no no offense behind him and he's been been kind of injury prone. And people are starting to second guess whether or not he's the best quarterback in the league, even though he was crowned that a couple years ago, that it was either him or Tom Brady. Some people even call Aaron Rodgers possibly the greatest quarterback of all time. They think his talent level is that high. But he's been called that on ESPN. His talent level is great. But he has not had an offensive line, and his defense has been Put him on the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. (laughs) Hands down. That dude can sit back there and do whatever he wants and then run with the open lanes. He's the yeah. best quarterback ever. I mean, ever. he'd be dirty. Yeah. He's the best quarterback ever. So, so my point is, is, is the Packers get a lot of clout because Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback. Yeah. But there's not really a good team around him. Oh no, and it's it has to do mainly with their line. And so their Minnesota's great. They got a great defense, decent offense, great I receivers. Think, I think what puts the Bears ahead of Minnesota in that division is Trubisky. I think that dude's yeah. going to be a legitimate. He may be like a Philip Rivers where you look back on his career and you're like, that dude was 
extremely consistent. Philip Rivers, I'm not I'm not a big fan of the guy. I did like it when he was uh, giving old Jay Cutler the uh, across the sideline. You remember that? Yeah. And uh, and all that. But you look at his numbers. Dude's a legitimate. I mean, he's Phillip's always good. in the MVP talk every year. Philip puts up the numbers. Yeah. Now, um, let's not forget that other factor, which can be an X factor, and that's the coach. You know, yeah. it looks like the Bears have a pretty good chance because it looks like the coach is the right fit. All no, right? I agree. Now, now, who's coaching the Vikings right now? Um, I, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. I don't know. Look it up. But, uh, but you get what I'm saying? They got a lot of talent. And them not putting it together could be on on that coaching staff as much as anything, because you know what a good coach can do. You know, you're just talking about Bruce Arians. If you think if Bruce Arians is coaching the Minnesota Vikings, yeah, see, they're way better. Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer. But to me, the the head coaching, it's more about the coordinators. Because Dallas, that's my problem with Dallas is I just do not trust Jason Garrett. Do you trust Jason Garrett? No. Okay. No, but he, but but Jason Garrett's job as the head coach is to bring in stud coordinators. Yeah. I mean, that's you're you're less of a X and O guy and more of a people guy as yeah, but, a head coach. But but you design you design the formula and they execute it though. You get what I'm saying? Like as the head to coach, to a degree, you you look at what you have and you see, come I up with the design. The head coach is is to look at your talent and you go find the old coordinator that can match your talent, whose his offensive game plan fits with your talent. Like I can, you know what I mean. Now there's some great, there's some great coordinators out there that you can give them, whoever, and they're so good at the offense, the X and O part that they can adjust their offense to what you have on talent. But from a, a to me, a yeah. But to do that, you have to be able to trust that the, the offensive coordinator is going to come back to you and be like, "Here's what we're going to be able to do this year. Here's where we're going to struggle." And then he's got to listen to the defensive coordinator and say, "Okay, here's what we're going to be able to do this year. Here's where we're going to struggle." Yeah. And then the head coach has to look at that and be like, "Okay, well, how does that transition into W's?" Then, but the but the head coach is also the one. Okay, where are the holes? I'm going to mm-hmm. fill the holes with this guy. I'm going to fill. Yeah. Dude, David Johnson's a great example. Yeah. We need a running back. Okay, we'll get this David Johnson kid. Here, here's the here's the issue. Uh, for example, uh, we were talking about that kid that they took they took from Duke. <clears throat> the Giants took from Duke at number six, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, because he's looking preseason wise, looking like he might be a stud. Yeah. Right. And so we, were, I was talking to Chris McKnight. Even though we made hardcore fun of him. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I was talking to Chris McKnight, our buddy, you know, mm-hmm. football, and he's like, is he still a bust if he ends up being a stud? I say, well, he's not, not him being a bust, but is it still a terrible pick if he ends up being a stud quarterback? I'm like, yes, yeah, it's still a terrible pick yeah. because you could have gotten that guy in the fourth round. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's like when these guys take. You know, like the Damian Lillard, you know, shot from the logo. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, man, you let him take that shot. You know, the yeah. fact that he hit it doesn't change the fact that, you know, you get a hand in his face. Right. Yeah, it's 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 not an ideal shot. Now, is he capable of making it? Yeah. Was he confident that he could make it? Yeah. Is it an ideal shot? No, because with a hand in his face, it's not a 30% shot. It's maybe a 20% shot, which is still great. Dude, what does that have to do with? The quarterback from the Giants, man. Well, what we were just talking about. But my point is, you how it's a bad the, pick still. Oh yeah, yeah. How some things are just bad. Like it doesn't change just because something's successful doesn't mean oh, it's yeah. the Dude, right I thing. I'm not blaming. How did you not follow that? I'm did not I go that far right on yeah, your left? Yeah. All right. But the point being is, you could have got him a fourth round. You could have picked three better players ahead of him and then had this jewel. Yeah. At your offense. So yes, it's a bad. That's the head coach's job. Yeah. 
Could we get is David Johnson right now probably a first or second round running back? Absolutely. Yeah. But they didn't pick him in that round. If Why? he's got both hands, we can't forget his hand came off basically. I mean, the only thing holding it together was skin. Yeah. It, I mean, no, that's was, it, dude. He's but he's, I told everybody I was like his hand came off. But the point is, is Arians was patient. He picked him up in yeah. the later rounds, and now they knew exactly that was the guy that they wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's that's where the head coach has to come in and be like, listen. Well. This quarterback right now, I know you want, you know, because the, the, the coordinator come in like, hey, this kid from Duke, that's the guy I want. Okay, I'm getting him fourth round. Yeah. No, use a sixth pick. No, we have some, We need a receiver. We need this. We're going to use our top pick. We can get this through fourth round. Maybe yeah. third round just to make you sleep better, you know. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, that's that's the head coach's job or somebody find those guys. Or somebody planted something and they just absolutely thought someone else was, had their eye on him too and yeah. was going to pick him early. Yeah, I'll tell you who's a terrible pick, Kyler Murray. <laughs> Let the season play I'm out. Not, I'm just going to tell you, man. Hey, I, his buddy size, of mine at work came to me, though, and said, hey, the Steelers, what's going to happen with them this year? What are y'all going to do? Y'all lost Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. I was like, dude, I your I was boy's like, looking good. I said, I, I said, here's what I'll do, man. I was like, I'll do you a favor because, you know, he'd been, uh, he'd been saying that he was having some money issues. I was like, I'll help you out with your money issues. We'll go ahead and bet all them Steelers games. And because I'm a buddy, I'll go ahead and take the Steelers. And we'll just see how it goes. <laughs> well, I'm like, we're going to be better than we were. I guarantee we're going to be better this year than we were last year. Because a stud receiver doesn't make you a winning football team. The fact that we've been investing in our defense for the past two years and the fact that our offensive line is returning a bunch of studs, that's what's going to make us solid. Yeah, y'all are making Mason Rudolph look good. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be fine. That dude's not that great. I'm I'm worried he might be in a bust of draft. He he's been falling down the depth chart. Yeah, they've actually got a guy who was uh, like not even drafted. Just a they just picked him up off the street. I think he's kind of beating on Rudolph's door already. I'll like, tell you who's looking good is Lamar Jackson. Yeah, dude. Hey, if he can just. Ladies and gentlemen, if he can make that jump, like uh, Lamar Jackson is going to go down as the steal of the draft. Yeah, here's the thing: if Lamar Jackson is going to be the Browns should have picked him number one instead of Baker Mayfield. <laughs> talk. Well, here's the, here's what I'm thinking, and that is uh, if he makes the jump like Mahomes did, which is no guarantee, but you know Mahomes came in with accuracy issues, and they were like, you know, the guy's not not really he's he's an athlete, he can do a lot of things, he's got a cannon, but he can't really hit his target. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, he can throw a no-look pass and hit his target, apparently. And, you know, he's out there looking like Steph Curry of yeah. the quarterbacks, just just Andy doing Reed. things that you're not supposed Dude, to be able to do. that's the genius of Andy Reid. And uh, if Lamar Jackson can just, just get his throwing arm down to where he's not, you know, having to run that much, people are going to know what to do with him, man. Yeah. Well, he is. And, and, and he's a special dude. Mahomes is is the genius of Andy Reid. And Andy Reid has that forte of being able to find those quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Donovan McNabb was one of them, yeah. you know. And so uh, his his thing is he because, and I will say this from an X and O standpoint for the head coach, you've got to be able to take over the game. Yeah. If your coordinator's not doing anything, then you're, you know, that dude's like, okay, dude, I'm stepping in and, and and making the the crucial Pulling calls. Nick Saban and well, say we're putting the backup in. Well, it's like yeah, it's like you know, <laughs> third and ten, I'm calling the play this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. And so yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. You know, Tom Herman does it every now and then. He takes over, which is what you're. And it's not even. I don't even think it's a. You're doing terrible right now. You got to look at it from the standpoint of football is a a tendency game. Uh, probability and statistics play a big part in it. 
you know, we naturally lean to patterns and tendencies. Sometimes the head coach has to take over the play calling just to get the defensive coordinator on oh, the other time okay. out of rhythm. No, that, that you makes know what sense. I mean? Yeah. And just, you know, so he doesn't know what's what's going on yeah. and, and all that because you do just form, even if you're trying not to, you have, you know, we all do it. You, I mean, even when you play Madden on the video game, I mean, yeah. you start going to the same plays well, over like, and over kinda again. Kind of like poker. They, they kind of see your, your tails. They, they kind of right. see what you do. Like, they can tell by how you bet what kind of hands you have. Right. And it's, it's just like basketball. And, the, you know, the head coach is the one. I mean, in all reality, the head coach is uh, in charge of timeouts. I mean, yeah. that's really his 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 yeah. job during the game. Yeah, you've got that's, some of it. but They call and draw plays. Yeah. You know, they do. But, but, I know we, we accuse them of not, but they do on the professional level. But, you know, I've always kind of felt like the head coach, um, that's a good name for him in basketball because he's got to get in the players' heads. Yeah. No, and, and that's uh, the thing he, you've He's got. actually – he's got to control their mentalities because basketball's a fast game. Yeah. I mean – And that's what I'm faster saying. Faster than the, football even. By the timeouts is you you're, – you're, with the timeouts, you're controlling the momentum of the game. Yep. You hey, know? Yeah, basketball is big time about uh, – you know, it, like you said, it's momentum, but it's also about um, those kind of runs. You know, where yeah. you can get on a run, and you want to you want to slow someone else down, and you want to you want to keep it going. Keep when your you guys going. Yeah. Speaking of uh, with sports, you know, about to kick off and really get good. Um, as far as your experiences, like what all kind of uh, pro college or whatever as a spectator, what kind of games have you been to? I mean, like stadiums, sports events. You ever been to an NBA game other than a Thunder game? Yeah, I used to go to Spurs games all the time. You used to go to Spurs games all the time. Yeah, what's um, it like down there? Same as here, loud. Really? They're the only team there. Yeah. So there's, there's, you know, it's. Would it's, you say it's a pretty similar experience between San know, Antonio and Oklahoma this. City? Uh, yeah, since they got the new stadium. Other than their Riverwalk the is actually a river. Well, they got a new arena. See, they <laughs> here's the thing: they used to play in the Alamo Dome. Yeah, and so they, so essentially, the basketball court is one one half of the field, and then you had this huge curtain. Yeah, uh, that basically set you know. Then they got into their. It was the SBC Center when I was there. I think it may be AT and T or something like that. Now, I went to the Alamo Dome anyway, and watched OSU get trounced by Purdue back see, in nineteen ninety seven. I went and watched Penn State versus A and M in the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, uh, with a little linebacker by the name of Levar Arrington. Oh yeah, and I'm not lying. That dude jumped over two dudes <laughs> and put his head right in the middle of the quarterback's back. Oh, and I'm wow. like, that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, um, That's some Troy Polamalu stuff, man. Yeah. He used to oh, fly he over the line. A, he was such a good athlete, man. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that. His timing was crazy, too, man. They'd say hut, and he was flying. Polamalu? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how yeah. he Arrington, Arrington kind of made I almost think college. he said hut for him a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> he may have. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that timing's a big thing, but you know. But anyway, yeah. So I went and watched Drew Brees uh, beat Michael Bishop in uh, the Alamo Dome, yeah. uh, Kansas State. They, Kansas State had one loss that year to A and M in yeah. the uh, conference championship, which wiped them out of national any legitimate bowl game talk whatsoever. Yeah. And so, yeah, Drew Brees torched them uh, with Purdue. Well, I'm gonna uh, say I'm not so sure it wasn't Brees that I watched just. Rick OSU because like I said it's about ninety seven yeah ninety six uh, maybe then it, it wasn't Breeze Breeze uh, was he earlier than that I think he was still in high school because I watched Breeze about that in ninety six ninety seven I watched Breeze torch us in high school it would have been the ninety seven ninety eight like the graduating class of ninety eight but ninety seven would have been the football season because the bowl okay. game was in then the he he might it might have been his freshman year. 
Yeah, I think it was Bree. I'm, I could be wrong. I had to ask my Dude, brother. Dude, he had a lot of success in the Alamo. I didn't pay attention to sports back then. I just went because my brother was like, "Hey, y'all want to go down to San Antonio and go to this thing?" We we're like, yeah. "Yeah." So a bunch of dudes loaded up in the van. So college so, and high school kids. Bunch of games in a uh, bunch of games in Austin. Saw Ricky Williams play. Yeah. Uh, saw him break the touchdown rushing touchdown record. Didn't yeah. see him break. What's the coolest experience in a in a you know as a spectator at a live sporting event? Being a troll that I am, being that guy who likes to uh, <laughs> who likes to rub it in. Yeah. Uh, College Station. Yeah. Uh, Vince Young. Yeah. And the Texas Longhorns beat the A and M Aggies. Yeah. I was in College Station at that stadium. Oh, and just and the greatest thing and is, just and just murdering the fans uh, sitting around. Well, here's you. the best part. Uh, here's the. <laughs> The best part was um, we score, We came out and scored our first touchdown, right? Yeah. First play of the game, we scored a touchdown. They have the ball, and they drive, and they score a field goal. So it's like three to seven or something like that. Yeah. And and I remember, I think they stopped us. So Vince Young did some, and then there was a three, you know, a couple of incomplete passes and, yeah. and a bad running play. So it's three and out. So they get the ball back. Yeah. And the dudes around me are like, dude, we got a chance to win this. <laughs> you know, like all serious and everything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like Vince obviously finds his rhythm and it's just game's over. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I'm wearing, and, and the thing is, I was there with a girlfriend of mine. I was wearing a Longhorn shirt. Yeah. And there were about three Longhorn fans within high five distance of me. Yeah. And so it was, we, I mean, they were, they were, they were, they were talking trash and all that. Yeah. And so it was just, you know, we're, you know, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and all that. So that was that. No, was it fun. gets fun, especially especially when the trash talk isn't annoying anyone, when it's everybody's, you know, it's rubbing it in and it's, well, it's aggravating, but they're doing it just respectful enough that you sort of got to just like, man, I can't wait till we score so I can turn part. it around. Here's the best part. The best part when that dude did say that, when he was like, I think we got a chance, you could tell he was saying it under his, like, yeah. he, he was confident, but at the same time, he didn't want to oh. say it too loud. Oh, yeah. You know, but, but again, man, yeah, that was fun. See, because I've been to some fun ones. Uh, I, I'd say for me, um, there's a couple. I'm going to start with one, though, that has nothing to do with me. My brother... Okay, we went up to the o- OSU OU game. It was going to be in Stillwater, and I was going to college up there, so I had I had a house, and uh, and my brother was saying, you know, I want to come up there and go to the game, and I'm just going to crash at your place. So okay, he said, hey, Ricky Middlebrook's coming with me. I was like, all right, you know, that's fine. Well, so my brother and Ricky, you know, they both like to trash talk quite a bit. Ricky might be the best trash talker I've ever met. In my entire life, the dude is hilarious, and he just at no point does he ever lose confidence. And it's and he doesn't talk trash. He's not one of those guys that talks trash that can actually that you can you know something can happen and it could turn on him. I mean, he just he keeps it real and just I mean it, he just gets under your skin because he's not lied yet. You know what <laughs> I mean? He's that good, and it, and nothing ever happens to where he's like, hey, you got me. You know, yeah. you know, it's never uh, in his face. It's somehow it's always he's always on the upper hand, win or lose. Anyways, we go up there. Of course, OSU plays their hearts out, gets beat, <laughs> but they do a good show. You know, they they get beat by like a touchdown or two, and really thought they had a chance at the end. You know, right. the hell, I think we had a chance. Yeah. 
And man, golly, we're down on the strip. I worked at this place called Chubb's Bar and Grill, and they're hanging out there. And this girl comes in, and Ricky's wearing his OU stuff, and uh, she says something, and he just starts laughing at it. She says, "Yeah, well, it was a moral victory." He oh. said. What the heck is a moral victory? And she said, well, we weren't supposed to win, but, man, we played our guts out, and we gave it all we had. I hate that. And my man, I'm pretty positive, didn't stop laughing for the rest of the night. Just Dude. the whole idea of a moral victory was just more that, than he could. Like, she had just murdered herself and didn't even realize Kind of along it. that line. Uh, I went to OU Texas yeah. when uh, the year after – after we got gypped, so we beat OU, but they went and played Tim Tebow in the national championship and yeah. got killed. Yeah, got just murdered. Greatest offense ever. Couldn't couldn't score on fourth, you know, first and goal. You yeah. know, four tries. That team. So the next year, Bradford's hurt. Half the team's gone, and Texas is ranked, you know, in the top three. Yeah. You know, obviously we were we were supposed to win the game. Um, and anyway. We end up winning like twelve to three, or it wasn't that big. It wasn't a huge game. Yeah. But anyway, long story short, we still won the game. Yeah. And we came out, and this lady said the same thing. Yeah. Y'all were supposed to beat us. Y'all didn't even cover the spread. Y'all were supposed to beat us by twenty points. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and he said, uh, he wrote down his number. He said, he said, you call me and let me know if you remember the score. <laughs> two weeks from now <laughs> and he basically told her you know you have you have one in the losing column yeah you know what i mean another one in the losing column and all that's that. all yeah and your win percentage is all anyone yeah, notices dude, no one cares about the final score you win every game by one you won uh, you went exactly. undefeated that year exactly yeah so, and, and, and that's victory. the thing it's all about pulling it off and hey, those winning. players don't give two craps about moral victory, moral victory. i'm telling you that right <laughs> now those dudes are angry i don't even i still i I mean, and you know, I'm I'm more of an OSU fan because I went to school there than an OU fan, I guess. Uh, I never really signed on 100 percent to either one, just to be honest. But uh, even I was like, that's just so ridiculous, just the idea of it at all. But uh, the best one I ever went to was uh, Redskins and uh, Cowboys. So I've never been to an NFL game. And the thing that was so great about this Redskins Cowboys game uh, was that. We went to the standing room only line, which is if you go to uh, Jerry's World, if you get there and you buy a standing room only ticket, that means when they open the doors, you just find somewhere to stand. So it's like Black Friday at the mall. You have to get there early, stand at the door, and when them doors open, people are running, and they know which spots that they want to go to already. Most of them do. Yeah. And my buddy Paul was like, man, I know a great spot. He said, the good thing is, is it's, um, it's a little higher up, so people don't, don't run to it as fast. He goes, but you can see, uh, both, you can see two sides of the Jumbotron. And uh, he said, the angle's good. And he said, it's a good spot, and we can probably get up to the rail. That's the main thing. So we ran, man. We hustled. We went up the flight of stairs, and we got there. And, I mean, everybody's, like, shouldering each other. And you had people who were trying to save spots for their friends, you know, and you're trying to – you know, kind of edge your way in just a little bit, but not being too obvious that you're, you know, yeah. you're trying to encroach on them and stuff. So that part was cool. It was a neat experience. But there was, man, it was just nothing but cowboy fans. There's this one dude wearing a Robert Griffin jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and this dude was the most entertaining man I've ever sat through a football game with. He just kept talking the whole game. And the cowboys, 
I mean, like the, a couple times the Redskins, you know, made some good plays, but for the most part, the Cowboys were were winning this game and and doing it pretty well. Right. And uh, these other guys were in the back and. They were being friendly because the dude was so funny, you know, and had such a good attitude about his trash talk that everybody just kind of laughed. He's like, yeah. oh, man, you know, whenever something didn't go right. So these dudes were kind of going back and forth with him, but in a funny way. And uh, I just remember the funniest thing he said, though, was uh, Griffin got a touchdown. And the dude from the Cowboys side said, well, I guess we'll just give him that one. He said, give it to him. That man was running. And he starts doing his arms like this. He's like, that man was running. (laughs) Dude, I like sitting with the rowdy fans. Yeah, and, they and you know, that guy, he made the whole night. We talked about it. Uh, Paul, uh, my buddy who I went to it with, we've gone to a lot of games together because he's the one that has season Thunder tickets. We've seen some game winners we've seen some fun stuff he was like man that might be my favorite experience just because yeah. that dude was so funny and and kept it going the whole game yeah you know? no that's that you know, dude we used to buy cheap seats to the spurs games and just sit up with the drunk guys it's and it's they're, a they're, lot it's of fun in, it's entertaining unless you get a unless you get some who are trying real hard and aren't good at it and they they're just annoying that's kind of what i'm, I'm but when you get these veterans who this, know, here's what i like who watch on the tv every day and follow the game and know everything about the game they just happen to get tickets a lot That's of the dude. a lot of people are worried about the Thunder because there's no talent and yeah. they're going to be terrible. I yeah. mean, let's be honest; they're they're going to be bad. Going to be more downs than ups. Yeah, but we're going to be we're going to learn to appreciate all the little things. That's going, but that's the prime opportunity to sit in the nosebleed sections with that self deprecating yeah. fan yeah. who is just <laughs> up there banging you know, on a drum yeah. let's who's go just, who's just like and then that's the thing you're gonna go to these games and then it's just gonna be it's gonna be less about the game because the game the dude won't. up there in a cole aldridge jersey because yeah. <laughs> the game is is because that's the thing the spurs weren't that great uh at the time yeah the game was a blowout so you no one yeah. cares about the game. Avery johnson jerseys floating so, around out there so this dude up here his yeah. only goal is to make people laugh with his oh, you know yeah. do we watch them play making the, the best of a bad situation yeah, we, we watched them play uh uh the uh the pistons yeah when the pistons won the championship yeah and dude you just had dude like get rip hamilton the cheeseburger <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that, man. It's just it's how it else. Anyway, that's uh, episode eighty five yeah. in the can. We're out. Don't forget to plug in your couch. <laughs> <laughs>